You are going to the World Economic Forum uh, 2023. How did this come about? So it came about through uh, Global Shapers, um, which is an organization that I'm part of. Um, so Global Shapers, it's basically a civic engagement organization for youth that is actually supported by the World Economic Forum. So what the World Economic Forum does is they encourage young people all over the world to set up what are called hubs in major cities around the world. You can actually apply um, to set up a hub in your town, in your city. Um, and they basically selected 50 people from all over the world and I happen to be one of those 50. Are you the only one from South Africa? I am the only one from South Africa um, that will be attending, which is uh, unfortunate because we've got four hubs in South Africa mm -hmm. um, and I will be representing the Tony Hub. Congratulations, Thank really you. Quite, quite important. Now, yeah. talk to me about uh, why you stood out amongst the rest. So I stood out because of the project that I proposed. Um, it aligns with um, the goals of the World Economic Forum as well as of the Global Shaper community. So um, the project that I'm referring to is a project called Gassi Digital. We are working on developing 1,000 software and robotics developers from South African townships. That's quite important. Yeah. Why, how did the that idea come up? It came about uh, because I'm a uh, startup founder, so I also run a technology company. And a big challenge that we actually have is finding talent. So finding um, people that actually have software development skills and robotic skills. Um, and when you're a startup, a big challenge is that you don't have quite a lot of money, right? So most of the talent is incredibly expensive because those skills are rare. Um, so we decided to actually then focus on developing that pipeline ourselves. Um, and also just because it's a big um, sort of need that's unmet, especially in townships. Most of the time, once you find uh, people, when people get exposed to those sort of um, knowledge areas, software development, robotics, it's usually in universities. Uh, and so we wanted to also make that a bit more accessible to um, people that uh, are from um, or that live in townships rather. That's quite important. Yeah. Well, I, I, I really want to focus on why is there scarce skills? Is it because maybe in colleges and universities we're not offering out there, or is it really a scarce skill? What, where, where are we? What's your observation? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's scarce generally, uh, globally. There's okay. a big demand for it. Um, and the reason why it's scarce is because um, it, it's part of STEM, right? So science, technology, um, economics, and mathematics. Um, those sort of areas of, of, of study uh, generally tend to not produce um, the or large numbers of people, right? And I think, particularly for Africa, the challenge there is usually because of just access, right? So access to computing um, just from a very, very young age, right? Uh, I mean, I've come across people who actually only started having laptops when they got to university. Right, so I think that's a big part of it. Um, outside of um, being able to afford uh, the fees, etc., related to doing that, these courses are generally quite expensive as well. Um, I think the real reason for it is just being exposed to or getting access to um, just digital information, digital literacy from a very, very young age. Mm. I, I want to look at uh, the World Economic Forum because I mean, the, the purpose of our conversation really is to look at why those forums are important for you? Yeah. 
why are they important for young people? Mm. Uh, so for young people particularly, and this is actually, I think that's a great question because it's part of the, the agenda, um, the Davos agenda yeah. um, for Global Shapers, um, which is um, youth activism. It's important for young people because it's a massive platform where leaders from across a, a range of sectors will be present, right? Um, civil leaders, business leaders, they will be present and it gives young people an opportunity to actually be able to engage those leaders, um, to voice their opinions on a number of issues um, that affect them, right? Uh, a very, very, very uh, popular issue right now um, and an important issue is climate change mm. um, which is part of the uh, agenda of the Twane Hub um, so officially I'm actually going to be representing the Twane Hub to get support for one of our um, projects which is climate change uh, mm. or around climate mm. change um, but it's important for young people simply because it gives them a voice a meaningful voice yeah yeah it's quite important as well looking forward to interact with other young people from the rest of the african continent who will be forming part of the world economic forum yes 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 i've actually started speaking so we've got a whatsapp group oh. of uh, all the the participants that are going to be there yeah no we've got a whatsapp group i've actually started speaking to um two africans um so one of them is from mali and the other one is from nigeria um, and yeah, we basically have been building a relationship leading up to Davos uh, because we are working on similar projects. Uh, but yes, I've been engaging with uh, pretty much the, the Davos 50. That's what we're being called. Um, so yeah, it's young people between the ages of 25 and 30. Are you finding support as a, as a young startup in the country? One, getting a space to operate from, yeah. you know, leasing, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. rentals. Yeah. Electricity production. <laughs> what are some of the nuance yeah. challenges that we are facing as young startups? Yeah. So, so um, one of the uh, organizations that I also represent is an online community called uh, Darkies in Tech. We're working on a better name. Darkies in Tech. Yes, Darkies in Tech. We're working on a better name, but that's the name that, is that we a have for name? now. Uh, it, it, it can be politically incorrect, uh, so we're trying to find something a bit more digestible. Okay. But um, so I sit on the planning committee for this organization, and we represent 150 um, uh, black-founded tech startups. So, South Africa. Yeah, South African tech startups. Basically, all the black-founded tech startups in South Africa are part of that community, and. Speaking, I guess, more broadly on behalf of the community, not to make this about myself, mm -hmm. uh, a big challenge that we are facing as the, the, the community is actually access to capital. Okay. You come across uh, several businesses that are doing incredibly well. I'm talking about businesses that are um, in maybe their third year of operations and they're doing two million um, in revenue right uh some of them are doing two million in revenue per month right yeah we've got members like that um on our in our community and they actually have to go outside of south africa to get investments um a lot of them actually raise money from hong kong uh the us europe that's actually where they get a lot of their funding from but how about the interest um, a lot of the, 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 the funding actually comes through instruments that are basically equity, 
right? Yeah. So there isn't they 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 basically have stakes in their businesses. They're basically oh, okay. giving away ownership in their businesses. Okay. That's what happens for a lot of them. Um, a lot is of them that don't always advisable? Because I'm just thinking, well, then you are giving away your your primary objective is really to keep everything. Yeah. Maybe in the borders of South Africa instead yeah. of actually giving your yeah your part of your stake away, or maybe that's how the motors operate as far as the business is concerned. It, it's it's a standard thing in the industry, right? Study, but it would be great for us to actually get investment from South Africa, mm -hmm. from a lot of South African corporations, actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that ultimately um, is what we end up having to resort to, right? Mm -hmm. Having to raise capital um, from from overseas. And the, the ironic part of that is that you actually find international investors actually giving you a lot more friendlier terms than South African investors. Um, but it, the, the real challenge that we actually have is just access to capital. That, okay. that, that remains our biggest challenge because without capital, you can't hire people. And if you can't hire people, you can't um, grow your business. Mm. Essentially, a growing business needs to employ people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's a big challenge that we face. The second biggest challenge that we face is, of course, um, the skills challenge, right? Uh, as I mentioned offline, you find that you need to employ people that have technical skills, so uh, software development skills, robotic skills, and finding those people is a challenge, and then you have to pay them. Now, a big uh, sort of consumer of those skills in South Africa is the financial services industry, and they pay uh, people with those skills quite a lot of money. Okay. So it becomes very difficult for you to attract talent as a startup, uh, if you don't have enough money to be able to pay those people competitively. competitively, exactly. So, and then of course we have um, challenges that most emerging businesses in South Africa have, which is the issue of consistent power supply with load shedding. It's a big problem. It's a big problem for a lot of um, the, the businesses in our community. It affects them. It affects their clients. It affects a lot of things. Um, so I would say those are the top three. That's quite important. But I'm mm. thinking with, with those challenges, potential for growth in the area of tech in South Africa? Phenomenal. Continent? Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Look, uh, I'm very optimistic about South Africa and I'm very optimistic about the continent as a whole in terms of our prospects, right? The biggest opportunity that we're sitting on um, as a continent is the fact that we haven't invested in um, what people call infrastructure. And um, so if you, if you compare South Africa, let's say to or Africa in general compared to the United States, right? Um, let's take telecommunications, for instance. That investment has been made 50, 60 years ago in that um, country, right? It's very well developed. Mm -hmm. So um, Africa in general has an opportunity where we can now actually start building that infrastructure with the latest technology. Okay. Right, um, and we can actually become innovators in that space. Uh, a good example of this is um, is the United Arab Emirates in terms of how they've actually developed their country. So you go there, um, everything there is new. They've got the latest things there, the latest standards in terms of telecommunications, in terms of how they design their buildings. Mm -hmm. We've got that opportunity here as, as, as Africans, yeah. right? In South Africa, I think what makes South Africa especially unique is the fact that we actually are a, a developing country and we've got 
the benefit of having some existing infrastructure, but we can still be forward-looking in terms of the things that we can build. And the problems that we can solve in South Africa can actually be applicable to um, the entire continent, right? So South Africa has that sort of um, opportunity uh, in the tech space. If you look at a lot of the tech startups that are coming outside, or that are coming from South Africa, a lot of them actually end up expanding to other African countries. Right, mm. one of uh, one of the popular ones, which is also in our community, is Sweep South, um, yeah. the, the, the startup founded by Aisha Pandu. Um, that is a great example of a South African business scaling out to the rest of the continent. Yeah, yeah. I want to now, as you as you mentioned, there's a lot of potential for for, for the continent, a lot of potential for the country, and and obviously. The, the, the in, injection as far as capital is concerned, access to capital is quite a, a huge challenge, um, but also universities and the academia needs to do their role in terms of opening up spaces. Also themselves in the academia to attract investment into their curriculum. Yes. Because the university need funding. Yes. To be able to do those, those the, the, to, to offer those uh, college, to even attract academics. Yes. Who, who, who can. Yeah. Are you feathering your studies? Like as young people will do in in a space of technology, yeah. so that you know. Yeah. Besides you running your company, you can also offer your skill to universities as well. Who yes. will in turn intern when they graduate into your company? I yes. that's a great ecosystem. It it really is. It really is. So this is uh, part of the the project that we are um, running. So Kasi Digital. Yeah. So 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 that's that's part of it, right? Being able to actually give access to um um this area of knowledge, so basically science and technology, yeah. software development and, and robotics. Um, I am uh, furthering my studies, so I'm currently doing a course, but not on technology, on project management. Oh, that's great, uh, that skills are very important. Yes, yeah. yes, so I have a background in finance and accounting, that's what I studied okay. um, at the not University of Johannesburg. Okay. No, not at all, but I am uh, not fond of uh, engineering and STEM in general. Uh, my interest actually lies in in marketing. Actually, that's oh. my passion. Okay. Yeah. Despite the fact that I actually studied finance and accounting, um, and that's what I do for the Tony Hub as well. I also mm. do all their social media and their marketing. Um, but yeah, I guess long story short, we are creating opportunities for young people to actually be able to to um, actually besides even um, furthering their studies to actually develop themselves further. Right. So you find people who actually studied something else mm. signing up for our uh, our programs mm. yeah let's conclude you go to the world economic forum is this the first time you go to the world economic forum it is it is yeah it's Double my switzerland? yes it's my first time going to to switzerland uh and i'm looking forward to it i'm really excited about that i hope it's not my last time going Absolutely. uh because yeah i uh, i actually turned 30 yeah <laughs> i turned 30 so i am 30 yes i am uh, yeah. So, no, it definitely won't be the last time. Yeah, um, I hope so. Definitely won't be the last time. I think. What are you looking forward to the most? I'm actually looking forward to connecting with the South African delegation the most. Okay. Um, because, like I mentioned earlier, the, this is a platform for young people to, uh, you know, express their voices, right? Uh, I would like to connect with the South African dele delegation when I'm there because I would like to speak to a number of the, the people that are going to be there about the issues that we're facing and hopefully be able to get support in terms of addressing some of those issues. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
you, you do have uh, um, CEOs of big companies. I know Old Mutual uh, will be there. I know Discovery. This is like, um, uh, I, I know a lot of people that we have met. Exaro, yeah. like for example. Yes, yes. Um, including Brent South Africa from yes. the government side, the Minister of International Relations. Yes. She's there, Dr. Pando. Yes. You do have Minister of Finance leading this, uh, the, the delegation, President Suramaposa. Yes. I should do to be there as well. So, yeah. Quite a number of, and also there's a South African hub. Yes, there, yes. Uh, the stand where really it will be a port yeah. of engagement as well. So I'm sure you'll be stationed there quite quite often. I will. In, as you engage with um, with the, the other audience as well. But I think I South African hub should be one of the hub that you frequent quite often. For sure. Funny enough, I actually was speaking to one of the Global Shaper members from Italy. Okay. And she signed up for an event that's being hosted by, by South Africa. She was so excited about South Africa. In fact, uh, there was another uh, Shaper from the United States who was also excited about South Africa. So uh they mentioned amapiano they are excited about oh, amapiano nice. <laughs> there was basically so, diplomacy right at the top exactly so uh we've got a great brand you know south africa is a great country um and i will definitely be at the south african stand i'm also looking forward to connecting with the the shapers from all over the world and of course business leaders um and 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 and, and um politicians from other parts of the world as well but yeah my excitement is really to actually be able to interact with uh, um, so many south africans there i'm oh, looking forward to that Falcon. really a pleasure for you to to join us this morning and really chat about your journey really we're excited please when you return yeah come back to our studio so we can engage in terms of what will the takeouts as well oh, for sure and then we will take it from there really good luck and thank you so much thank you so much for having me Tadi. Really a pleasure thank you social media handles uh on twitter my just search for arnold Segalke. you'll find me on twitter um or uh anwaldi a-r-n-w a-l-d-y um on instagram search for dining don uh, and then on LinkedIn, search for Arnold Segalke. If you go on Google and just type my name and surname, all these profiles will show. All right, and we'll share those on uh, social media as well, Ubuntu Radio City, awesome. on Twitter and also on Facebook. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Really a pleasure. All right.